Hello and welcome back to the Financial Wealth and Health Podcast. My name is Isabel Clausen, an LPL Financial Advisor here at Desert Wealth Management. I'm a fellow young professional who wants to help other young professionals feel aligned, prepared, and equipped to make smart financial decisions. In today's podcast episode, we're actually starting the Now What series. In this series, we'll be answering the following questions that I really think should be talked about more. The first now what question is, I've graduated college and have started my first job. Now what? I've paid off my student loans. Now what? I've received my first promotion. I've gotten engaged. I've purchased my first home. I've maxed out my 401k contributions. I've had my first child. Now what? These now what questions will be the main topics of our podcast episode for the next several months. But today in this specific episode, we're answering the question, I've graduated college and have started my first job, now what? Let's get into this. Hi podcast friends, thank you so much for coming back to the Financial Wealth and Health Podcast. I truly believe that in order to become financially wealthy, you need to be financially healthy. And this is what I seek to help you with through this podcast. So many young people struggle with finding enough time to do what they love with those that they love because they're stressed out, confused, and overwhelmed by financial decisions. When we're in our 20s and 30s, life is filled with transitions, decisions, and oftentimes burnout. I created this podcast to help you grow your financial wealth and health so that you could spend less time worrying about money and spend more time doing what you love with the people that you love. I want to help you develop a healthy, strong, and thriving relationship with your financial life. Let's grow our financial wealth and health together. Alright, before we fully dive into our first now what question, I want to share the quote of the week. Now this week's quote is from Thomas Edison and he said, If we all did the things we are capable of, we would literally astound ourselves. Now I had to reread this quote a couple of times when I first found it because it kind of has a play on words. But this quote really is just such an encouragement that we are capable of so much. We only need to take a step of courage, work hard, risk being uncomfortable, and trust the process. For listeners out there who have just graduated college and are starting your career, don't fear, don't be nervous, you've got this, you are capable. You've been training your whole life to start your career and now it's just beginning. Be yourself, try to keep learning something new each day, and take each day at a time. Take on your projects with an eager attitude and take time to rest and recharge when you can. Congratulations to you for getting to this point. Post-grad life will be filled with learning lessons, but it will also be filled with joy and adventure. All right, now that I've shared that little pep talk, let's chat about a quick market update. This weekly market update is from a blog post on the LPL Macro Market Movers blog, released on Monday, May 23rd, 2022, titled, What Happens After a Bear Market Starts? Four Things to Know. Now, before we further dive into this research article, I want to share the difference between a bear market and a bull market. In very simple terms, a bear market is when the market is decreasing. To remember this, think of a bear clawing its paw in a downward motion. A bull market is when the market is going up. Think of a bull rearing its head up. 
The words bull market and bear market are scattered throughout this article, so I just wanted to share a bit of info before we read further. For the next several minutes, I'll be reading the majority of this blog post, but I will link the blog post in the show notes below. This article shares many helpful charts and tables. I encourage you to pause the episode, click the link in the show notes, and follow along with the article so that you can see the charts as I read the article in this episode. Okay, the article starts off with a quote from Albert Einstein. Quote, life is like riding a bicycle. To keep your balance, you must keep moving. End quote. The article goes on to share, The S&P 500 index was down more than 20% on an intraday basis on Friday, but managed a huge rally late to avoid closing down 20% and moving into an official bear market. With the S&P 500 down 18.7%, though, as of Friday's close, a bear market is still quite possible. Here are four things to know should stocks go into a bear market. One popular question has been what happens after stocks go into a bear market? Quote, as rough as bear markets are, the good news is the future returns really improve once stocks are down 20%, end quote, explained LPL Financial Chief Market Strategist Ryan Dietrich. Quote, in fact, a median gain of nearly 24% a year after a bear market starts may help some beaten down bulls confidently stay the course, end quote. One more look at the table above shows that only three times were stocks lower a year later and all were associated with major recessions. We do not see a recession on the horizon, which could be a clue returns could be strong going out a year. What about how quickly after a bear market starts, do stocks finally stop going down? This one has something for everyone, as the least ever was only one day in 1957, while it took 19 months for the bleeding to stop in the early 2000s. Once again, though, if the bear happened around a recession, the weakness usually continued much longer and vice versa. 1962, 1966, and 1987 all recovered quickly and didn't happen in a recession. Meanwhile, stocks did manage to bottom quickly during the recessions of 1957 and 2020. While the recessions of 1974, the early 1980s, dot-com burst, and the financial crisis all saw the damage continue for much longer. As shown in the LPL chart of the day, it took about 19 months on average for stocks to recover their bear market losses. The good news is the past three bear markets recouped losses in five, four, and four months. Additionally, if the bear market was worse, it took longer to recover. This was not very surprising, but when the bear market decline was less than 22%, it took only seven months on average to make up those losses versus 27 months if the bear was worse than negative 22%. Should this bear market end soon, our base case, it could bode well for a quicker recovery once again. Lastly, there have been a lot of bear markets over time, but one thing that has always happened is stocks have eventually come back to new highs. We do not know when this one will, but we don't expect this incredible streak to end now. Investors with longer-term horizons should use this weakness as an opportunity, or Einstein said in the above quote, we've got to keep our balance and move forward. Thank you so much, LPL Research, for providing such great educational resources. Once again, the article is linked in the show notes below if you want to check it out. Hello, financial wealth and health community. We're taking a quick break to talk all about financial planning. Have you been wanting help in navigating different parts of your financial life, but you just don't know where to start? Have you had questions about any of the following financial topics, such as the investments in your employer's retirement plan, such as a 401k, a 403b, or a simple IRA? 
Or have you ever wanted help in understanding other employee benefits such as health, life, and disability insurance? What about learning how to navigate the basics of your own investment portfolio? Or have you been wanting to learn how to develop a plan to pay off debt or create a practical budget to guide your savings and spending goals? Have you been wanting to learn more about how to plan for big goals such as purchasing a home or saving for your children's future education? At Desert Wealth Management, we help people answer all of these different questions through our affordable financial planning packages. We understand that your financial life involves much more than just your investments. That's why we want to offer services to you to help you in all areas of your financial life, such as behavioral finance and the psychology behind money, cash flow management and budget building so that your saving and spending aligns with your core values, retirement and employee benefits planning, investment management, as well as education about tax, life insurance, and estate planning. We want to work with you in all parts of your financial journey so that you could worry less about tomorrow and focus more on today. If you're interested in learning more about taking part in one of our financial planning programs, please visit us at our website at www.desertwealth.net slash financial planning. We would love to help guide you in your financial journey. Now, back to the podcast episode. In today's episode, we're answering the question, I've graduated college and have started my first job. Now what? I will be breaking this down into three main answers. First, assess your values and goals. Second, learn about your employee benefits package. And third, have a life outside of work. So let's talk about number one, assess your values and goals. The reason I have this point as the first answer is because it's the first thing you should do. Don't worry, it won't take too long. Just grab a pen and paper and take about five minutes to write down your top three values in life and then attach a couple of goals to each value. For example, for me personally, I would say that my three main values are faith, family, and health. The goals that I have that are lined up with family, for example, are financial stability, which for me means to have a stable emergency fund and minimal debt, having a calm and warm home, This means keeping my current home in order and a happy place and also purchase a home one day and creating experiences with loved ones. This means saving up for vacations and experiences. As you can see, under just one value, I have a handful of goals that I then take a step further to attach a financial goal to. By doing this simple values and goals exercise, you're able to easily map out how your income that you will be receiving in your new job can directly align with your values and goals. Oftentimes when people start their first official job where they're making a salary or a higher income than usual, it's very, very easy and tempting to start spending money left and right on things that don't directly line up with the values. But the simple action of writing a couple things down can direct your focus on what you really want to spend your hard-earned money on. On this note, make sure to update your budget. In this stage of life, you're probably finding a new apartment. Your income is obviously changing. You may have different expenses that you didn't have before, and you have new savings goals. So putting time into your budget is important. And if you want to learn a little more about budgeting, please check out my previous podcast episodes, specifically episodes 4, 8, and 10 to learn more. All right, the second answer to the now what question is learn about your employee benefits package. This step may sound boring and not that fun, but once you actually dive into your package, it's super interesting. Take a moment to see what percentage your employer will match on your 401k, or if you have a different type of plan, still check the percentage match. 
Look at your health insurance and take note of the premium, which is the cost of the insurance, your deductible, and your out-of-pocket maximum amount. Check to see what insurance policies your company may offer you, such as life insurance or disability insurance. Also, make sure to learn if there are bonuses or stock plans in place to offer you more compensation. There are so many elements to look at in your employee benefits plan. If you have a financial advisor, ask them to take a look at all of these elements so that they can add it to your plan. Now on to the third and final answer for today's now what question. Have a life outside of work. Many people burn out at their first job. It's a new environment with new expectations, new people, a new schedule. It can be easy to make work all-consuming and feel like you're living for the weekend. But one aspect of financial health is to have a healthy work-life balance. Of course, it's important to work hard while you're young so that you could grow your wealth, pay off debt, and make a name for yourself. But if work isn't sustainable, it won't fulfill you in the long run. So how can you have a life outside of work? To answer this question, I will share a great article from the Harvard Business Review titled, Do You Have a Life Outside of Work? I will link this article in the show notes below, but I just wanted to share a couple of quotes from the article that really stuck out to me. The author, a man named Rob Cross, opened up the article with a story about his friend who was successful, but burnt out. The article shares that the burnt out friend said, quote, I had a business trip canceled and free time out of nowhere. I went home on a beautiful summer day, and as I pulled into my driveway, realized my family was scattered doing their things and that I had no friends to reach out to or hobbies that I had once loved. I sat in the car for more than an hour thinking about how I had gotten to that point, end quote. The author Rob Cross went on to explain in his article, quote, This comment from a well-regarded software executive reflects a pattern I've seen in my work with hundreds of successful executives. Leaving college with a range of interests and friends, they choose a career that optimizes money, status, and sometimes a sense of impact. Work ramps up quickly to 12-plus hour days. Commute and travel result in less exercise, fewer social events, and a general narrowing of their world to work and a few select friends. Buying a home and starting a family follows, further limiting social interactions and increasing financial pressures, thus making work even more central. At this point, these executives double down and move to a bigger home, better neighborhood, or into a school district that feels like a natural extension of what good providers do. Sometimes they upgrade twice. In any case, this is the step that leads them into an echo chamber, where there's no time for friends, sometimes family, and work defines their entire existence for five to eight years. They fall out of the final groups and activities that help them cope with the stress they've put themselves under." End quote. I know that this was a long excerpt from the article, but to me it was so impactful because it paints the picture of how so many successful people live their lives. On the outside, they are successful and thriving, but on the inside, they are exhausted and empty. So how do young people starting their careers work to avoid this burnout? Well, this Harvard Business Review article shares three main ideas. Quote, number one, shift just one activity to create diverse, purpose-generating interactions. Number two, be intentional in small moments. Number three, boldly lean into times of transition. End quote. Let me tell you, I've been developing my career for a couple of years, and I have to agree that those three tips are so helpful. These three tips have the common denominators of trust, courage, and grace. You need to trust the process, 
Have courage to take a step into the uncomfortable transition and have grace with yourself when you don't live up to your own expectations. Being financially healthy is more than just saving and spending well. It also means to take care of your mental health and choosing to have a life outside of work. I hope that this podcast episode was helpful and uplifting. Thank you so much for listening. And if you would like to stay updated on upcoming episodes, please follow Desert Wealth Management on LinkedIn and Facebook. The links will be in the show notes below. If you'd like to learn more about the financial wealth and health community, please join my LinkedIn group. We post multiple times a week in this group. The link to join will be in the show notes below. And if you have questions, would like to schedule a financial planning appointment, or have podcast episode requests, please email me at isabel.clawson at lpl.com or message me on LinkedIn. Once again, all that info will be in the show notes below. Finally, if you want to join my email newsletter that goes out once a month all about market updates and financial planning tips, please click the link in the show notes to sign up. Thank you so much for your time. And remember that to be financially healthy means that you make decisions in life that best support your values and goals so that you could live a life of purpose and joy. You have every ability to live a financially wealthy and healthy life. Have a great week. The opinions voiced in this show are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which strategies or investments may be suitable for you, consult the appropriate qualified professional prior to making a decision. All investing involves risk, including loss of principal. No strategy assures success or protects against loss.